welcome everybody to Table Talk. This is your Healthy Theological Radio Addiction. My name is Brent Kuhlman, and I'm here with Pastor Adam Moline. Poppy's on vacation, as usual, but uh, we'll, we'll do it without him. How's the GoFundMe page going, Adam? Well, it, you know, it's coming along. Soon I should have as much as a vicar, so. Well, then you're, you're wealthy. Holy That's smokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I'll go back to being a vicar. in any event it was a much simpler world wasn't it it for sure was Uh, you know uh, like I've said before uh, there's really only two things to talk about in this world religion and politics and we've been deep in politics in our country and uh, the events of politics in this election year and Adam uh, we have a a Biden-Harris administration and uh, I wanted to pick your brains a little bit and maybe help our listeners to prepare I mean uh, from a from a Lutheran perspective uh, what what are we to expect uh, as Christians, as Lutheran Christians? What's going to come down, and how is it going to affect Christians living in this country, not just Lutheran, but faithful Christians all over the country in a Biden-Harris administration? Well, I think at this point it's a little tough to tell exactly what will happen as far as their uh, interactions with the church, but what we can say is that their theology, uh, if, if we even— call it that. Uh, Their theology is not Lutheran uh, and not even really open to Lutheranism. A lot of the things that uh, Scripture stands for and that um, uh, Christianity, and I mean Christianity, I mean real Christianity, stands for, uh, they seem to be slightly opposed to, if not uh, antagonistic towards. And so it depends on how actively they choose to Uh, put forward those ideas that are antagonistic to Christianity that'll determine how the next four years go, or at least, uh, you know, uh, two years, you know, who knows what will happen at the next election. Um, And so I I think um, we ought to be wary and careful and pray uh, for God to sustain his church and uh, even to reflect inwardly upon ourselves and perhaps even do a little bit of repentance, which is, uh, you know, every time in Scripture that there seems to be a challenge that arises, that seems to be the call from God is that we ought to repent. You think of like even Jonah, uh, the whole city of Nineveh repented and was spared God's wrath. And so I think as Christians, that's what we need to do. Pray for God to sustain and repent and uh, beg forgiveness of our sin. It's like it reminds me of, uh, I'm going to piggyback on what you said, it reminds me of uh the Tower of Siloam, you know, when Jesus is asked about that, and Jesus says, unless you repent. Right. And so I, I hear you. Um, this, this, what, we're, what we're seeing in our country, and like you said, you're right, we'll have to see how this goes, but I think we can anticipate certain things more on that in a moment, but uh, yeah, it leads us all to repentance. Right. Uh, so that we don't think uh, that uh, uh, we don't need to, and we certainly do. The, the church as a whole needs to repent. We individually need, need to repent which, of course, is turning from our sin and our evil desires and then turning back to God for the forgiveness of sins for Christ's sake, which fits with the uh, gospel reading, of course, in Mark chapter 1, which is assigned in the three-year series for the third Sunday after the Epiphany, where in Mark 1, Jesus says, the kingdom of, of God is at hand, and so repent and believe the good news of the mm-hmm. gospel. If we get a chance, we'll talk some more about that, but let's go back to what I started with. I so would would it be safe to say, Adam, that uh, the abortion issue, the life issue, uh, that, we're, that we're, we have a friend in the White House with Joe Biden? No, well, so that's yeah. Just to get it, so it's not just seeming like we're uh, you know 
Republican flag wavers here. Uh, yeah, the issues, let's get into them. They, uh, no, they're not pro-life. Uh, the incoming administration is not. And you can see that in many of the people they've even nominated for particular positions uh, within the administration. Who well, Planned are, Parenthood has rejoiced immensely. Right. And uh, uh, so, no, they, they will not support the, the gift of life. Um, they will encourage abortion and allow lots of abortion to take place and even uh, stem cell issues that arise as tangential issues to the life issue. They will uh, uh, reverse some of those rulings about um, uh, stem cell research and allow infant, um, preterm infant uh, stem cells to be used in research again even. Okay. Yeah, I agree. We do not have a friend in the White House to protect the innocent lives of the unborn. And I think it can be argued that uh, even those who are born don't have a friend in the White House because as uh, Governor Northam from Virginia says, the pediatrician, I'll paraphrase, we can put down the baby that, that's born from a botched abortion. It's, it's perfectly fine, which is infanticide, by the way. And, uh, you know, a lot of Roman Catholics, a lot of faith Roman Catholics are really uh, appalled by Joe Biden because he pretends to be a, a so-called faithful Roman Catholic. But, but any <laughs> Roman Catholic knows even, even if you're an unfaithful, to use these terms, whether you're a faithful Roman Catholic or unfaithful, you all know the church's official teaching on life <laughs> and when life begins. And President Biden uh, categorically denies that. He right. categorically denies that life begins at conception now. He, he, he may have used to believe that a long time ago, but he's moved far to the other side now on this. So he categorically denies that life begins at conception and so you can, you can murder the baby at any time during the pregnancy, and, I, and now even after the baby's born. That's how far he's shifted. And so a lot of Roman Catholics are just appalled by this. And, and so I, you know, I can speak for many Roman Catholics because I read a lot of the blogs. I read a lot of their official publications. Uh, many, many faithful Roman Catholics uh, consider Joe Biden to be an apostate. And I'm going to repeat, an apostate. Roman Catholic who needs to be disciplined and denied communion. On the same lines, and I think uh, isn't Kamala Harris the one who um, prosecuted? Um, is his name David Dalian, uh, who had done the undercover videos determining that uh, James Plan O'Keefe, Planned Parenthood was selling baby parts. James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe. Also, James I got the wrong name. Uh, <coughs> but uh, she had prosecuted that, um, which. Really, there's nothing illegal with what what happened. Um, the uh, The reason the prosecution took place is because they were embarrassed that they got caught selling baby parts. They haven't stopped, of course, but right. uh, they got caught. Right. Do we have a friend in the White House who will who will work for the family? That is to say, marriage between a man and a woman and the family. Uh, I'd say no, isn't it? Uh, Joe Biden that said that um, his view evolved or changed, or uh, I don't I don't remember exactly the terminology they used. Uh, uh, will definitely. I uh, have a new understanding of what marriage is continue to be pushed down our throats. And um, it, just to make clear, the reason this is a big issue is because Scripture in many places, uh, Ephesians, for example, uh, says that marriage is actually a reflection of Christ's relationship with us, the church. And so why does Satan want to corrupt and change the definition of marriage? It's so that we might have a confused view of what Christ's relationship with us is, uh, which puts our faith at danger. And so that's the issue that's there with with marriage issues, and they definitely will be under attack in the coming administration. Yeah, I, I'm going to push it even further. I think what we've got going on here with, with the, with the uh, president and the vice president, <coughs> we, have, we have people who are either duped or they actually believe what they say. Uh, 
could be a combination of both. But uh, uh, Marxism is alive and well among these people, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. And uh, folks, if you've never read <coughs> Karl Marx's uh, magnum opus, The Communist Manifesto, you really should. And if you don't want to take the time to read it, just uh, get online and just get some snippets from it. Uh, Marxism has two main goals to establish a uh, human or a, a utopia or a kingdom of heaven on the earth. The two main goals to do that now uh, is to destroy the family and to eliminate any belief in God, any kind of higher power. Those are the two main things to get the job done. And that's precisely what we've, we're seeing in the United States with the cancel culture in all of its forms, including the two occupants of the White House. Now, these people are Marxists. I'm going to say it quite bluntly. They're Marxists. Yes. Joe, Bi Joe Biden, yes. folks, is not, is not what he pretends to be. He's not this everyday, ordinary guy uh, from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just every you know, Joe Sixpack. He's not. He's, he's a rank Marxist. And he's been that way for a long time. And so Joe Biden pr pretends to be a family man, pretends to be a faithful Roman Catholic, but he's not. He's, he's a Marxist. And he's pushing this cancel culture because he is a Marxist. That's what this cancel culture is. It's Marxism in many ways. So and, the and uh, it's I mean the, uh, it's critical theory, right? The so critical it race is Marxism, theory. but instead of um, economic status being the determining factor, it's now become uh, racial issues skin. or gender issues or marriage right. issues. But the same underlying philosophy that the oppressed people need to rise up and kill all the oppressors, and and so it's an edited Marxism. Uh, right. Adam Francisco just talked. About this on issues etc that's been quite good yeah so so don't misunderstand me when I say that he's a Marxist he's a, he's a refined Marxist he's not going to call for the uh, murder of people to eliminate the opposition it's to cancel them so if you've been watching what big big tech's been doing to people and what CNN wants to do to certain cable networks like Newsmax uh, OAN, etc. Uh, they, they're not saying we should murder these people to, to eliminate these people, but rather we cancel them. We demonize them so that they can't be on television, so they can't get a job, etc. This, this is the refined Marxism with the critical race theory. So we've, we've moved light years away from Martin Luther King, who said in his I Have a Dream speech, and I'm going to paraphrase, we shouldn't judge a man by the color of his skin, but by his character. If you're listening carefully today to the hucksters and the, uh, I can't think of the right name here, but if you listen to the hucksters, now it's, all, it's only about race. And this is how Marxism has evolved and refined itself. It's not economics, but it's now race mm -hmm. or gender. Yep. And so that's what, we, that's what we, as Christians, we need to pay attention to this because this is what we're going to encounter with a Biden-Harris administration. It's a, it's a refined Marxism that will cancel the opponent based upon your view of race and gender or marriage or ethnicity or whatever. It's, re it's really one of the, uh, uh, it's satanic is what it is. Sa Satan apes God by using creatures to destroy creatures in this way. <laughs> and, and what's uh, at stake with this idea is um, our ability to preach the gospel that will be directly under fire because we won't have the freedom of speech to do that. Um, as crazy as it sounds, you 
need the freedom for people to say ridiculous things in the public sphere so that you also have the freedom to speak the truth in the public sphere. Um, and uh, the, the old way of thinking was that uh, people would be smart enough to determine the, the fact from the fiction. And now we have fact checkers that uh, are supposed to do that for us. The trouble is who's actually telling us facts or checking these things. They're not actually facts that they're looking for. It's a particular political view or uh, opinion that they are espousing and putting forward. And so we're kind of in a dangerous time in that way. Yes. Yeah, so this, this refined Marxism uh, reflects itself also in the sense of we know how you think or we know your heart. And uh, since we call the shots, we know that your heart is evil because of the color of your skin, you see. And this, this is where this is moved. So it's a reverse racism, you see. Uh, so whiteness is now the, the sin of America. Whiteness is the sin of Western civilization. Whiteness is the sin of the church. And, and so it's Which is intellectually dishonest if you actually understand history. I mean, <laughs> let's just be honest about it. Um, you know, white, white uh, culture really ra- rose with uh, uh, England and, and France or whatever. Before that, the Romans were a multicultural existence, uh, you know, with Arabs and with Africans and with uh, Europeans and even the Greeks, slightly different culture and race than uh, uh, the people in France at the time. And so it, it's just dishonest intellectually. Before we go to break, I want to mention, you know, the, the, uh, President Biden is going to nominate a woman to serve in the... Uh, I think it's the DOJ, and she's a racist. And she actually, she's, she's the black Margaret Sanger. I can't remember her name. Everybody can look it up on their own. She's the black Margaret Sanger. And she contends that uh, the color of the skin, the black skin, is what makes blacks superior to white people. Have you heard this? I have not. Oh, look it up. It's, it's, so that's, that's what you, this is what we're going to encounter. So hang tight, folks. We're going to come back and talk about Mark 1 when we get back. Shit will carry on. 